1: Hey, what's up? Thank you for joining us on Last Words presented by The Pit. I'm one of your co hosts, Doc Coyle of the band Bad Wolves and the X-Men podcast. Joining me are
2: my wonderful co hosts.
0: I'm Katie Razari from Season of Missing Loudwire.
2: And I'm Jordan Olds from Two Minutes to Late Night. And joining us on this week's episode
1: is Mr. Lothar, the lead vocalist of the Almighty Guar.
2: <laughs> That's me. Yes, hello, Blothar. Hello. How has your quarantine been?
3: Well, you know, it's been miserable, just like anybody else's. I did manage to swim from Antarctica to Sarasota, Florida, which is where I'm at right now. So yeah, it's really hot. Uh, I've got a little toilet paper fort going, lots of hand sanitizer. And uh, of course I always wear a mask, so that's not really a big deal. (laughs)
0: <laughs> with the things going on in the world why haven't you gone back to space or are they just not letting you back
3: in the guar is, is it's like one long episode of gilligan's island you know we we always try and we never make it i wind up wearing a coconut bra and the whole thing goes to hell so that's exactly what's going on here you know i mean, we, we we would like to leave but every single time we get close we just get the rug pulled out from under us and we're stuck here on this shitball planet so yeah, I mean we'd love to we'd love to just split, but you know, we can't.
0: Right, right. Yeah. There's also there's a travel ban, so I imagine that might interfere with any plans if you do happen to, to almost make it out of here.
3: Yeah, that's right. They're not letting people from the planet Earth in on any other planet in the entire solar system.
1: You know, space ice is no joke. <laughs> all right, just let just let you know. <laughs>
3: space ice, yes.
0: We're the aliens to them. Yeah. One last question. I mean Coronavirus is, uh, you know, they've got you beat. They've killed more people than Guar, And I'm wondering when uh, it's time to get back out and ravage, uh, who is Guar going to maybe plan on killing that they haven't already killed?
3: Well, I mean, you're absolutely right that the coronavirus is really kind of screwing things up for us, mainly because it's taking such a toll on humans that normally we would be able to throttle ourselves. So we would like to see this thing wound up as soon as possible. As far as people that we're going to kill, I don't know. I mean, you know, we always do the parade of celebrities and the new, I'm sure, like, you know, maybe finally we can move on to killing Joe Biden and and Kamala Harris, and then all of Trump's crybaby followers will stop bothering us. It's always ridiculous. Look out in the audience and see people getting really upset as soon as Trump drops to his knees to give me, I don't know, a knob polishing. (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know i mean that's the only thing that upsets people like we kill the guy and they don't say a word but as soon as he starts blowing me it's like you know everything goes off the rails
0: maybe they're more uncomfortable with you just because they know they're about to get you're about to blow a load on them
3: (laughs) yeah that 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 could be part of it they don't like that let me tell you (laughs) nothing like hosing down a nice big bald head right in the front row
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, let's get into this week's topics. Uh, a child picked up his exam grades, dressed like Guar's former leader, Odorus Yur- Urungus. Blothar, how do you feel about this? Well,
3: <laughs> okay. I wish it were a child, like an actual child. That would have been great. Like a, you know, a nine-year-old or something, but that's not what it was. <laughs> it was an actual, I mean, you, you could call him a kid, I guess. It was a young person who was graduating from school in canada or someplace like that and uh yeah he showed up dressed like odorous in a a a self-made odorous costume and he got a d in art which is (laughs) 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 that that was his grades i sent him a message and i said you know now you you have that in common with odorous who really (laughs) Got a <laughs> lot of poor grades in art. As a matter of fact, everybody in Guar did. And that's why there's a Guar in the first place. <laughs> nice.
2: Following in the footsteps, I guess. Yeah, oh, I yeah. guess I didn't realize it was 18 years old. I didn't think that you could be like 18 years old and uh, like, you know, not wearing a shirt.
0: <laughs> I think now you could do whatever you want as long as you wear a mask. Yeah. And he, he right? had that covered, you know, he had the.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really like that. You know, just fully nude except for a mask.
1: By the way, I'm calling I'm calling bullshit on this whole thing, all right? I saw this. This is a publicity stunt. This dude, within his post, he's like, yeah, you know, might get picked up. Hey, if you want to pick it up, put it on your website. Who knows? Then, right after that, he's like, oh, check out my website. I also sell these. Man, that was a business ploy, all right? We've been had and took.
3: Okay. Oh, I didn't notice that. Your, your your wise man Doc. Just saying, I, this, I this, this
2: dude was, this was very advanced. Weird weird choice. Uh, that's, this is the tamest publicity stunt I have ever seen. Pick it up your
1: own grades. Well, I'm saying the point is how's it tame? First, it works because we're talking about it. It's true. Two, mm-hmm. he makes I don't know how he got a D. He he made his. He said it was all homemade. He's selling the masks and the costumes. So. I don't know, blowtorch. I might be taking some money out your pocket. You might want to hit him up, get your cut, you know. You have your, your dudes over there, roll over there and so, so settle yeah. some scores. All,
3: right. All of this is news to me, Doc. I mean, I will have him killed. All right. That's what I'm saying. You go
1: over there with a pair of pliers and a blowtorch and go to work on the homes, you know. That's right.
3: And get my money.
0: <laughs> Can I just say this kid, got, <laughs> this kid got a D in art, but for me – He gets an A in publicity and marketing. Genius. Genius. Yeah.
3: And nobody knows what he looked like.
2: I do want to know how you get a D in art. Just don't do the work? (laughs) I I mean, I got
1: kicked out. I failed art class I couldn't draw a line.
2: It's their job to teach you to draw a line, right? Like, that's the whole thing? It's like just
1: a a line, man. Just failed on the basics. It was like, (laughs) hey, man. We need a, a nice stick person character, Doc. Day one, we figure you can handle this, and I was like, I don't know. It just wasn't just wasn't straight enough, man. I don't know.
2: I'm bad at drawing. I have like terrible handwriting. Like every time I like have to like handwrite something to somebody, it looks like a corn album cover. It's bad, so I get it. <laughs> I guess uh, speaking of weird grades, uh, Nikki Six claims that he is the most underrated bass player of all time. And that is a sentence that I don't know how to argue with. (laughs) Like, I
3: guess. Well, he's not who is. But he's certainly the most overpaid shitty bass player of all time. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He gets a participation trophy for being a bassist, but um, all those other words, best, greatest, all time, don't know that he fills, fills that void.
2: I know that he's the songwriter of the band, but I've never, I, I mean, maybe technically this does make him an underrated bass player because everybody knows that he is like the brains behind Motley Crue, but no one has ever, 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 ever talked about a Motley Crue bass line in their life.
3: Right, because why would they? Yeah, I mean, no, no, that's that's definitely true. He, he he's not. <laughs> he's probably rated exactly where he should be. First off, I have to put
1: all. I have a conflict of interest here because Motley Crue and Bad Wolves share a manager and a label. So you know, I ain't gonna dump on this dude right right now. First off, I love you, bro. You're my bro. I love you. Okay. First <laughs> off, forget these people. I'm with you. Okay. Doc and Nikki together, solving problems, playing <laughs> songs, being
2: underrated together. So first off, just want to put that out there. Wait, yeah, no, wait. I do want to watch that show for sure. Yes, that's right. NBC, detective show. I love you. I'm not
1: like these people. I know where my allegiances lie. Not to these people here. I'm with you anyway. So i just going to get that out of the way. But here, here's the thing. One, I don't know how underrated he is because I think in some ways his role as a rock star... Kind of supersedes everything. Like he's just one of the the best rock stars we've we've had, right? So that's the, that's the first thing. So it kind of like overshadows that. And two, I say definitively, Mick Mars and Tommy Lee are definitely, I think, two of the most underrated players at their position. I will agree with that. But I want, but I've never like gone through the bass playing with a fine tooth comb in terms of like soloing out, like what he's actually doing. So I don't really know. I can't say. But I think a more interesting question is. If he's not, then who
3: is? Those are really valid points. You know, clearly, he is a good songwriter. Uh, and, and you know, he does play with one of the best drummers in the business, even though he has a small wiener, Tommy Lee. Um, he's <laughs> known. You know, I mean, he, he has really made up for that with his drumming, let me tell you. <laughs> but I don't know. But to answer your question, Doc, I mean, what about Cliff Williams? Like, that is an un- underrated bass player right there, the, the bass player for ACDC. Yes. Yep. Yeah.
1: I, you know, you know, my choice is actually Jason Newstead. I think Newstead gets, you know, his bass playing. You know, obviously his first album, they, you really couldn't hear his bass that much, but we've heard the tracks now, and the dude is shredding on bass. Um, yeah. You know, and he, you know, is in this band with these superstars of superstars, and and probably, I think, in some ways that never got the credit he deserves as a bass player, in my opinion.
3: Great player.
0: Uh, Doc said before something about Nikki Six being a rock star and Nikki Six uh, wow. being a bassist. I really think the only person who should be in that context a rock star and a bassist is just Lemmy because I think he is the quintessential rock star, amazing at his craft. Steve
1: Simmons. Popular. But wait, but Lemmy is Bill Linet, Sting.
2: Are you kidding me? Paul McCartney? Are you crazy? It's a lot of competition in this area. But also, also, none of those dudes are underrated at all.
0: No, not underrated. I'm just saying as far as being a rock star.
3: Bug Pinnock. Cliff Williams, though, seriously, ACDC would not sound the way they do without the decisions that that guy makes on bass guitar, which is something I, I happen to know a little bit about. He yep. you know, has the third to the chord. When a, he, he makes those songs sound like ACDC. He's a great player. That's
2: true. We're not wrong. I, I agree with that because Cliff is is always in the pocket like he's ne- he's almost playing one note for most songs, but it sounds yeah. fucking awesome. It's you yeah. have to be awesome to make that
3: interesting. He makes a well. He 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 makes good decisions that are based in music theory. He uses pedal tones and all kinds of things like that. He, he's a, he's just a really smart player.
2: Yeah, for sure. I uh I guess I want to if I'm gonna pick like an underrated uh, bassist. And also just since we're talking about like uh, like 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 band leaders or whatever, I'm gonna say Jeff from Carcass. Ah, yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah.
2: Carcass is mainly just him and Bill. There's other people, I love everybody who's involved in that band now. But yeah, I'm gonna say uh, Jeff is under, I never hear him in a bass conversation.
3: Yeah, you're right. He, he should be in the conversation. I would say that
0: also about peter Steele because i feel like we always talk about him Mm. in the context of a singer as a vocalist as a sex symbol but we never actually really talk about him in the context of being uh, a bassist and he really i think took uh what you know we now i guess know more as like doom metal or like a doom sound and kind of really redefined it and made it more current for his time and made it more timeless at that as well and I think uh, that really gets overlooked because, I mean, he was a master at everything he did, but I think that seems to be the last thing that people will talk about or, or address.
3: He had a good sound.
1: And sig- he had a signature bass tone as yes. well. Yes,
0: yeah. like yeah.
1: iconic.
2: Full of distortion and, uh, and chorus. his chorus mm-hmm. pedal on a bass. Mm-hmm. Nuts. Every live video of him, he is so tight. That riff, uh, the Be My Druid is riff, Sounds like it's four guitars, but it's one bass. It's crazy.
3: Yeah, he had, I mean, he brought in some of the same influences that he had vocally, which were from outside the world of traditional metal. You know, it's a sort of gothic uh, sounds and, um, you know, like drawing on things like the tones like that you'd hear from Bauhaus and uh, mm. maybe even uh, even the Dam. things like that.
2: Hell yeah. Do you have a favorite bass player that you've killed?
3: Bass players that we've killed. I don't know. Pig Pin from.
2: <laughs> Mike
1: Huckabee, who was like the governor of somewhere of like Alabama or something, he plays bass. You might, you might, you might, could want to kill him sometime.
3: Yeah, I, I get a hold of Suckabee.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who plays bass? Malcolm Jamal Warner, Cosby kid. Oh, no. Don't kill him.
3: No.
2: Black Lives Matter, bro. <laughs> we got a new single from spirit adrift it's called harmony of spheres and this is some feel good metal everybody i love it i love this band nate is an incredible songwriter like he's of course an incredible guitarist i i don't know like every guitar harmony he writes feels fucking awesome it feels correct every there's so much fun to be had it like in the song based on like the riffs even the album cover is fun it's full of warrior viking women and nate's dog is also painted on in the album cover
3: i did like the dogs on the album cover
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah the song is great i mean it, it's it's interesting to have a metal song that's most definitely a metal song that sounds ve- you know it's got it's got great parts and it's classic sounding speed metal to me, but it is clearly very optimistic in mood. Like, you know, you can feel that. It sounds optimistic. It's nice.
1: I love this song. This I put this song, I'm, I'm mad I, I didn't know about this band. It, the, the production was amazing. It like had this almost stoner rock vibe, but it was elevated on another level with the kind of technicality and kind of another kind of depth of musicianship. But the hardest part of the song when it got really good, I've never heard this. Like on the breakdown, the end, they went to the close hi-hat on the upbeat. I never even heard that. Yeah. With the close, hi-hat. That was hard. I was like, yo, who, who, who came up with that? They need a they need a sandwich. <laughs>
3: that was cool.
0: This was a fun song for sure. Like they Nate absolutely accomplished his goal here and wrote something that's enjoyable, uplifting, punchy. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of times I hear this kind of um it's they're they're more like I guess rock leaning and, and sometimes I, I usually when I hear like feel good rock and roll, I think in terms of more like old school if that makes sense. But they it's still very modern and contemporary, which I think was really cool.
2: Yeah, Doc pointed out stoner metal tones all over this song, but it feels like songwriting that comes off like it's like thin Lizzie feel good rock songwriting.
0: Yeah, exactly. But also still modern.
2: Yeah, like yeah. you could have absolutely plucked this out of like the Black Rose. Uh, and I love that because that's one of my favorite albums of all time. Blothar, what's a song that you put on when you want to be in a better mood?
3: I don't like being in a good mood. But so I'm, I'm going to say, you know, I mean, anything by Kiss, you know, some, going blind, right? Mm. Like, you know, what a just what a terribly dark and depressing tune that is about some old dude talking to like a, a little girl which I guess is really the main theme of all KISS songs old <laughs> scoping on young girls Christine 16 taking them to the bathroom and stuff meet you, <laughs> meet you. yeah that, that's good that's feel good music right there <laughs> so you like them. you like you like
2: fun songs uh that when you hear them you're like oof also but lyrically you're like this is inappropriate
3: oh yeah well i mean no it's just you know you like my high heel shoes and my dark sunglasses come on man that's fun you know Who that doesn't? is very fun <laughs> i got some songs kiss, kiss is on
1: my list too i but it's a cover song so where they did uh, God Gave Rock and Roll to You, which people don't realize, well, maybe some people don't. It was actually written by a Christian band, and then they used it in Bill and Ted's, but that always gets me excited, especially the acapella part in the bridge, you know, and I'll be harmonizing and stuff. I love that. Mm-hmm. The other song, when I, when I just want to get amped, when it's like, oh! No, no. I put on Party Hard by Andrew W.K. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Works 10 out of 10 times, okay? Um... Deadly Sinners by Three Inches of Blood, that, yeah. gets me, that gets me amped up, and then Ain't My Bitch or Fuel from the from the Load Reload albums just gets you amped up. And I tell you when Miss plays them live, even though I never seen play Ain't My Bitch, you know it turns it up. You know, he gets Harley out, crack open a what have you, uh, crack Ooh. open a
2: what have you.
1: Sparkling water. I, we, listen, Bud Light ain't paying us. I ain't gonna give him no free
2: advertisements. Katie, <laughs> what's your fun time music? You interpret that how you will.
0: For me, it absolutely is like the sleazy '80s, like Motley Crue, Kiss. Although also '70s, Kiss would fit in that category. Van Halen. I mean, those those all Van Halen eras. Because you got you got Hagar era, which to me is just like the fun summertime, like i'm chilling on the beach and you know kind of like the yacht rock kind of van halen days and then you got like the classics with david lee roth and those are just fun feel good also now i think about it summertime but those are more like summertime in a strip club than on the beach if that means <laughs>
2: <so>. <laughs> i love yacht rock i mean i was gonna say van halen but uh, you all fucking knew that anyway we did um, I, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs>
2: I have a I I have a yacht rock playlist uh, just called Jordan's boat and it's just music that I want to hear when I'm on a boat. You have and the hat? Me-
1: Do you have the captain's hat?
2: Uh, no, Drew, uh, my two minutes late now teammate. He has the captain's hat.
1: Okay, you need. I feel like that's could be your your new look for the for the new
3: decade. If know? he's already got the captain's hat, then you should just get yourself a sailor hat.
2: Yeah, the- I'm gonna get like a pirate hat. I think.
0: Oh, a pirate hat, yeah. Oh, the other way. You know, while we're on the subject of music that makes us feel good, can't go wrong with pirate metal, man. Ailstorm, that band, uh, Aelstorm, not to be confused with Hailstorm, who we will be talking about shortly. Ailstorm, the pirate metal band, a lot of fun. Those Their shows, they come out in like a giant stage-sized rubber ducky, um, and their songs are just punchy and upbeat and how could you be mad when you're everyone around is dressed like a pirate
1: so yeah, i think if you were really pirate metal you'd be robbing the audience when they come in you know what i'm saying yeah. just just yeah. yo yo back up give me what you got This is pirate metal you think it's a game Oh, you think it's, it's you think it's disney <laughs> no we're thieves give me your yeah. shit yeah. That, that's a pirate metal Make the light man
2: walk the plank. Absolutely. You have to the end of this Hans Zimmer ass guitar solo to give us all your doubloons. (laughs) Every single Metallica album is charting right now. Both are. What do you think about that?
3: You know, you asked earlier about uplifting music. I have to say that nothing quite blows my hair back like ride the lightning or master of puppets, like you know, I mean that's that is good time, feel good music, man. It's it's great, and uh, it doesn't surprise me. And I do think that people are ready for some heavy metal. They're ready to let their hair down. They're ready to they're ready to to have some fun, you know. I mean, <laughs> why not? Just drop yourself into a world of fantasy when the real world sucks absolute shit like it does right now.
2: What do you guys think? Do you want to, do you, what, like, does this mean that, uh, like, metal is trapped in this, uh, in this 80s area? Quit pissing your cereal right now, all right? <laughs> I got to call out.
1: My boys at, at Metal Sucks, they did, they did a little headline wizardry here, okay? Because the headline says, I'm going to read this right now, says, Every Metallica album ranks in the iTunes Top 100 right now, except one. Except what they needed to do was tell you, oh, no, no, that's the metal chart. The iTunes Top 100 is like, you know, rap and, you know, stuff like that, Post Malone. WAP is good. That's a good song. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that if you actually probably follow the metal chart every week, probably much, most of the album, Metallica albums are in there every week. So I'm saying this isn't right. really new. They just sell more than everyone because they're Metallica. So I don't think, I think this is a little bit, it's a little fake news. All right, I'm just going to put out there metal sucks. Come at me. You know what I'm saying? I see what you did. You thought you, oh, you thought you got away with something. Oh, you thought you got away.
3: Mm Mm-mm. You're getting past me. I wonder what other metal is in the top 100 right now.
1: Actually, in the top 100? Definitely the Black Album is. Yeah. The Black Album's in there, sells
2: like 2,000 records every week. Well, that's, I guess, what I'm wondering is: is this an exclusively metal phenomenon? Are there artists like this in every genre that are just timeless, and always going to be charting? There are albums.
0: This is every artist in every genre. And I think right. what's amazing about this is it's showing Metallica's legacy. And I mean, the timing too, we have to consider here because this actually makes perfect sense. And it's exciting when you, th- when you consider the reason why. So right now, Metallica is back in the spotlight. They have the s and DVD coming out. They're doing drive-in theater um, performances. So they're active and they're more accessible than other bands and doing stuff a little bit more interactive like a drive-in theater thing especially here in the states where we, we have nothing else really going on and i think what i see happening now is the generation who is now at our, this point our generation who got into this because of the generation before us are now taking this and they're saying i want to take my kid to see this movie let me show little billy here the black album let me show little susie here kill all i think that this is now uh, a combination of people just getting excited and getting pumped for something, but more so I think it's people actually introducing the youth and introducing their kids and just getting people into it and showing the kids, saying, hey, what's this Metallica thing I'm seeing on online on, you know, all over the place? Oh, why don't you listen to this band? So I think it's making perfect sense why, because I think right now, and, and I think every band's like that. Prince died, we see this happen with Prince, you know? Uh, Elton John puts out a biopic, I don't know if I say that word right, And uh, all of a sudden, he's trending and likely charting at that time. So uh, Queen, definitely, same thing charted when uh, the Freddie Mercury biopic came out. So it actually makes sense and it just solidifies that it's their legacy and they just are transcending.
2: We're we're having this conversation about Metallica charting. I do think, uh, like, as we had a conversation similar uh, to this, like, we're always talking about What's going on in kind of mainstream metal, and kind of where I'm at is uh, like my opinion on it is I haven't seen the the mainstream version of metal change in what feels to me like a little over two decades. I am curious to see like uh, like another version of of metal uh, kind of break through, like a new a newer genre of it break through and become what is the new popular version of it both what do you have an opinion on this do you think that there needs to be newer bands uh doing something to break more ground or do you think that it's time for another like genre of metal to kind of show its face
3: <laughs> i don't know man they got an awful lot of genres of metal going on you know stuff that is truly innovative i, I don't think people pay any attention to man and i think yeah. i think there's stuff that's out there there's a lot of stuff that's out there and because it's innovative, people don't pay attention to it. Um, You know, I mean, in a lot of ways what winds up happening and I think that this might be is that bands are rewarded for being a really great example of the genre, right? Like, you know, if they're, if they're as as close as possible to what the tenets of this genre are uh, you know, they become, and there's, you know, usually something interesting about them, uh, but they're a really good example of what is going on at the moment. Um, and, and I mean, yeah, I would love to see that open up. I'd like to see more in different uh, sounding uh, bands come up. And I, think, and I think it would be great. I think that metal, the affect of metal, the anger, the energy, uh, just the drive of it, the spirit that it captures, I think that that's what keeps that music going. Uh, it is interesting to me that you can pull it off when you're, you know, a warty two two million year old fat dude like me, or a really good looking young guy like Doc Coyle over there. You know, it's, it's different. But you know, I mean, hey, I'm not gonna complain, but yes, it'd be nice to see some new blood. And I think there is new blood. It's just that we're not getting steered toward it in the way that we should be.
2: Do you want new blood just so you can kill your way up the top
3: 100? Absolutely. That's what I want to do. Kill my way up the top 100. That'd be great. If we eliminate all the bands, then there'd only be like, you know, one. The top one. Everybody else is dead. <laughs> that conversation
2: was getting way too astute to not end with a murder bit. Yes. What do you think, Doc? I
1: have, I have a lot of thoughts about this because, you know, being I'm, I'm in one of the bands that's kind of ascended, you know, my band's last album is on in that top 100. 50. Right. You know, pretty much as as well. So, you know, I study a lot of what's going on. And I think one thing you I try to pay attention to is like, who are the bands that have like moved up to that? The newer bands who have moved up to that arena type level and you see it and it's a pretty diverse group of bands. It's a band like Ghost, who I don't think who sounds like they're from the 70s and a really unique band. It's a band like Volbeat, who sounds like Johnny Cash meets the Misfits meets Metallica, a very unique band, a band like Bring Me The Horizon, who's like bringing like trap and pop into metal, or a band like A Day To Remember, who's mixing pop punk and kind of hardcore with this other thing. So I I think if you really kind of look, kids your ear to the ground, these, these bands are ascending slowly, but it's happening. And they are doing their mm-hmm. own kind of different thing. I think there is a bit of, you know, obviously you need to have charisma, and kind of star power. I think that ultimately usually drives a lot of this ascension. You gotta have songs, but I do think there's some uniqueness, you know. A band like Baby Metal, even when we think about them, Love that, Baby came out, that was crazy. Or that you guys check out Poppy, like that Poppy rules, yeah. It's like off, it's like so weird and crazy and, and just like different and kind of blown up. And I think that's kind of cool. So I think you know, I think bands are doing that. I wouldn't worry too much about the top. Metallica is Metallica. They're the biggest metal band of all time. They're probably going to always be the biggest metal band of all time. And them doing well
2: isn't necessarily a slight on the rest of the community, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. The, literally, the genre's in, the, in their title. Like, it's hard to... That's, that's not in any way. There isn't any, uh, like, you know... No, there's no country band called just, like, Country Bonanza. They're not... That doesn't exist. <laughs> but there should be. There should be. We could do it right now. You want to chart
1: again, Doc? I'm not. Listen, here's the thing, man. I can't fake country, man. I just can't do it, man. I'm a good actor. I'm not that good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I do look good in the cowboy hat, though. This is true.
0: I will say one thing I to, to give Metallica a lot of credit for as well is they make sure when they go on tour that they make way for the new blood. So before Volbeat was an arena band, Metallica was taking them on tour with them. They've taken Baroness. They had Orion Fest where they had a band like right. Ghost that I saw on, like, the first stage, like the first like one of the early slots of broad daylight. This is when they had their like original costumes. They were nobody. Like Metallica made it up, but at the same festival, they had like modest mouse. They make sure that they're not elitist about it. And they make sure to open up their stage for Young Blood. I see King Diamond doing that on his last tour here in the States. He took out Uncle Acid and um Idle Hands. But then I see other bands like Slayer who do their farewell tour, which who knows how sincere that really is, and have an opportunity to now introduce their fans, who are by far some of the most rabid fans in this genre, to New Blood. And they, they could have put Power Trip on that stage. They could have put Code Orange on that stage. And they didn't. They just had the same bands that everybody already knows. So... I, I give Metallic a lot of credit for recognizing that we need to to evolve and not keeping it to their inner circle and, and really giving a lot of the young blood and new blood uh, a platform and really championing that Championing the music, yeah.
2: Albums, let's get into it. We got Immersion from Primitive Man. They're a Colorado doom metal band. I love this band. I, you know, they sound enormous. Uh, Ethan, their lead singer is, Key to Denver becoming the metal mecca that it's becoming these days. Like it's become a, a haven for a lot of new bands, and I think it's kind of all due to him. So uh I'm already I'm a little biased in this, but I I like this is the doom metal I want. I'm not uh I want it to sound like it fucking hurts. This album hurts like it sounds like the end of Grizzly Man, where Herzog is like, you must never listen to this. <laughs> internet do your thing t- take that scene and then have and have warner Song go you must never listen to this and then and then have it just be the primitive man album
3: what do you think blothar i love it you know it, it's it, you're exactly right it's uh it's good stuff blood curdling blood curdling primitive
2: man that's uh that's a that's a pitchfork nine uh from blothar oh yeah hell yeah katie
0: I love this. Exactly what you said. This is the kind of doom metal I like. It's raw. It's agonizing. I feel something. I guess like the best comparison I can make is it spirit adrift is the music that captures how we want to feel, but mm. primitive man is the music that captures how we actually feel. Someone mean that.
2: Yo, that's uh that's true. All right, Doc, uh, shit all over
1: this. Oh no, I'm you know what? I'm so glad all you people said you liked this record. That's why I said you people, because I'm talking to you. Because um, you know what? This this record, it's just like SM, you know? People say they like it, you know, like you guys all say you like it. But at the end of the day, just getting whacked in the nuts and getting your titties punched, it's really, it's just torture, okay? That's all it is. You're just convincing yourself. You're like, that, I liked it. I liked it with the spikes on my back. No, you didn't. It hurt. It hurt. And so this record, actually, you know what? I got, Samuel L. Jackson, I think said it best. <laughs> I want my morning back. I need you to give my time back to me. Can you give me back my time? Can you give my time back to me? Huh? Can you? Oh, wait a That's right. Can you give me back my time? These dudes had this one part of the song just for like two minutes. Then they had a whole other track that was just a noise for two minutes. I don't have this kind of time, man. And then when it kicked in, nothing happened. I mean, no, no, y'all, all you all on punishment, Blothard. You going back to space, all right? I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, I just listen, guys. I'm not angry, just disappointed.
3: <laughs> you know? And that's so much worse. <laughs> no, it's like it's like if this were classical music, it'd be Stockhausen. It's music that is supposed to challenge your attention span.
2: Yeah, so we learned from that rant that uh, Doc has ADHD and mm-hmm. is sexually not mm-hmm. adventurous. No, 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 this is like
1: <laughs> that is true.
2: That is true. You got me here. <laughs> Missionary and then bed. <laughs> Some people legitimately do like pain and inflicting it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Sometimes it's fun.
1: Well, I would. I guess I would put this in the category of like when you walk into the art museum right and then you see just like the white painting but that's all there is and it's like you're like well if I kind of act like I don't get it then people are going to think I don't know art so you go there and you stare at it and you go hmm mm. yes very powerful yes it, it's I think it's a little bit of a shell
0: game but you know
2: to each his own.
0: I feel kink shamed doc <laughs> that's the bottom line here. <laughs>
2: Your dog is in here kink shaming.
0: I feel kink shame. <laughs> no, I'm no what I'm saying was Don't kink shame Blothar because he likes
1: to hurt people. Listen, I listen, I did my intention was not to kink shame. But I'm saying ultimately it's still just getting your ass whooped. I'm saying it's still, you know what I'm saying? It's, you well, know
2: isn't isn't that such a huge part of of Meadow? Like I th- I feel like this is like i'm usually with you like i usually i want the fun part of metal like that's why i'm here is because metal is fun but i think this this side of it where it's visceral and it's painful and expressive like that like you know i feel like this fits more in the camp of like a lingua ignota but instead of melody it's fucking chaos like this it's album not sounds like a white it's noise
1: low and not that much happens. And it's, I just listen. That's just, real saying, chaos
2: sometimes. I don't it's think it's, I don't actually don't think
1: it's chaotic. I think it's easy. I think this is very, it's a low bar of what can be done musically. I just don't think there's a lot happening. I just don't, that's what I'm saying. just wasn't anything for me to sink my teeth into, you know? But here's the thing, that my brothers and I love them. Even though, you know what I did? I saw the picture, I was like, these dudes might could whip my ass on the street, you know. So I better watch my back, you know. You know. <laughs> like yo, like yo, man. We heard you on YouTube, man. We heard what you said. You got a problem, and they all of a sudden I got to, you know, I got to. Hopefully both RB with there have my back, but he probably won't be because he likes the album. He's like, yeah, man, you got
2: a beatdown coming. S and M. All right, moving on. We got reimagined from Hailstorm. Lizzie Hale rips. I mean, this is not, it's not really my thing, but you know what? I am here for this horny mom metal.
0: (laughs) I love Lizzie Hale. I think she is a treasure that we need to protect at all costs. She is a role model. She cares about her fans. She's got an amazing voice. And I really like this record. This is, again, this actually had a lot of shades to it. There was a lot of songs that to me were just like, some feel good rock and roll. And then there were songs that were a little more like moody and dark, um, specifically one song she had done with Evanescence's Amy Lee. And then she also covered Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You, which she nailed it. I mean, that woman's got a voice. I love this album and I love Lizzie. And if uh, the powers can be, I would love to have her as a guest on the show.
3: Blothar. I'll see what I can do. She's a good friend. <laughs> 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 They're great. They're great. Uh, you know the 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 uh Dolly Parton. Actually, I hate I hate to, I hate to yeah. But it's a Dolly Parton song that that Whitney Houston made famous. You know, she really showed some range. I mean, there's a <laughs> she's got a she she's a, a really an excellent singer. You know, I kept and they also didn't do what you expect with that song. Like I kept expecting it to kick in with the sort of metal side to it, and that never really happened. But you know, she definitely is, and it's great. I like their songs. What can I say? I know I'm supposed to be a big, scary, pessimistic space monster, but I like it.
2: This is not the sound that I'm, I was even used to uh, for Hailstorm, because how I even found out about that band is they did a really badass cover of Ride the Lightning. Yeah. I heard it and I was like, oh, cool. And then I heard this and I was like, you know what? This is something else. But they sound like they're having a great time. Good job. Doc, what do you think? Yeah, I'm a I'm
1: a fan. You know, uh, I got to do some festivals with them and meet them and uh, they're the nicest people. They're just a really amazing live band and they're kind of they hang their hat on the fact that they just they don't use any tracks or anything live. It's all live and they're playing old school rock and roll. And I think this EP and I, I get the feeling with this EP, they were going for something a little lighter than some of their more hard rock stuff. Um, and I prefer it when they're kind of, it's a little more rocking, a little more energy. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's really just strong songwriting. You got kind of, like first time through, it's funny because they have the Dolly Parton cover and it has that almost adult kind of soft rock feel through a lot of record, you know, does that, does that make sense? Like Did if you say like, adult. Adults. So Adele
0: adult for adults?
1: Adults. Although grown up. It, it felt, grown up. <laughs> no, but it, I felt like there were songs on here that could be Rod Stewart or <laughs> something like that. It had that vibe to it, a very, you know, it wasn't hard rock. It was more just rock, you know, like very easy to listen to. Yeah. But to, but to me, this is all about she's just got pop chops as a singer and it's, she, she yeah. just flexes. She's just like, yo, I'm the shit. By the way, one of their really good covers is Bad Romance. They did a, a Lady Gaga
0: yes. cover,
1: and they do it, uh, I had to play it for a cover band, and they do it like higher. So she's like, just showing you like just that, you know, she's got the chops, you know, badass.
0: I was actually just yeah. gonna say that, that, that they always do a fantastic cover, this band. The Bad Romance one I was actually just about to talk about, it is excellent. And you know, I love Gaga. It's another another feel good, feel good band. I know you said metal band, so I didn't bring that up, but. All the time. That is like my number one go-to is Gaga. But they, they actually have done uh, several, I believe three, called Reanimate EPs, where they do a number of covers. And they've done Whitesnake. Uh, like you guys said, they've done Metallica, Judas Priest. They've definitely done ACDC. Fantastic. And everything they do, they nail it up. Soundgarden, the band nails it. And like I said, that woman, she's got pipes. She has got pipes.
3: I agree with Doug, though, that I really like it when she integrates those that skill with hard or heavy music like that that's that's exciting to me
2: yeah for sure i do yeah. want i'd want to hear a full thrash album from hailstorm just going first four metallica albums hailstorm album i think it'd be fun it'd
0: they, be could sick. It. they could do it
2: a celebration of endings from biffy Clyro. You know, we talked last week about, you know, whether like Jay Dale or Steve On Till's new albums kind of belonged in this realm for us to talk about. This album would be my line. I don't think this is like a bad album. I just don't really know what's metal. Like it technically has a down-tuned guitar. The singer sounds like Trixie Mattel and all the songs just sound like like movie trailers for movies I don't want to see. I'm a fan of this band.
1: I got to see them open up for Muse back in 2010 at Madison Square Garden, and immediately went and like got their record. And they were amazing live. I think this record's amazing. They're just really high-level songwriters. I I love that you know they're they're from uh, Scotland, and you can kind of hear yeah. that tone, little words that they say. I love that element of it. But yeah, I agree. This is they're an alternative band, you know, almost yeah. with a with a pop kind of leaning but i do love that they actually are a, a band i mean there's still guitars and it's still relatively organic it's not you know it you know and, and in that alt world guitars are kind of in the background so they are right. still a band but i i'm a i think i thought this record was amazing but yeah i don't even though it's not even hard rock it's like I said, they're an alternative band
2: yeah i don't it's not i i don't have a strong opinion on it i was just kind of like what is This is is Imagine Dragons. What are we doing?
0: This band fascinates me um, because they're huge in Europe, but they're not big at all here. Uh, And the way this band came about is basically anytime I would see a festival announced for Europe, I would see this band as like a headliner on like massive fest, like download and stuff like that. And I'm like, who the hell is this It's headlining over, like, bands that you think should headline, like Rammstein or whatever. I never really pursued or listened to their music. And now I kind of see why, because I didn't really like it. It was just boring to me, I guess. And it's not that it's a pop thing either, because I already re- wholly admitted I like Lady Gaga. I listen to fucking, like, Ariana Grande. Like, it's not even a pop thing to me. It just doesn't hit it for me. There's just something there that... It was kind of like how how Doc felt about the Primitive Man, where this to me just felt very boring and nothing really particularly grabbed. Me.
2: Yeah, no, I'm also a pop fan. I love like uh, I'm I unabashedly love Robin, one of my top artists. I think that Body Talk might edge out Thriller for best pop album ever made. I don't know. We love we love pop over here, but this just might not be for us.
1: Yeah, but I, it's weird. I, I don't even. It, it it gets poppy, I think, in terms of the hooks and kind of the production and, and some of that. But I, listen, I think a lot of bands, it's just it, there. It's subjective. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. either you're into it or you're not. I I happen to really be. I like I said I was a fan before I even heard this. Like I had some of I had heard some of the songs before, so. I, I really enjoyed it. I like the band and you know, if you guys don't, at least you don't have to worry about them meeting you in a, in a dark alley. Like I have to do a primitive man. You know what I'm saying? I got to get some protection around here. Biffy Clyro bring you some scones.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like the, and the first song, I liked the guitar tone on it. Cause I was like, man, I haven't, I haven't heard like a big Telecaster riff like this in a while.
1: There's some good cool guitar stuff happening with this. There's a, a very like distinctive guitar stuff actually.
2: Yeah. It was just like, for me, it was like, man, I haven't, I was like, I haven't heard a Fender do this in a long time. And it was cool. All right. And finally, we got Where Gods May Tread by Ingested. I'm not a big deathcore guy, but this is, uh, this, uh, this is some pretty solid windbreaker with shorts music.
0: Uh, you know, I'm not, I've made it pretty clear, I'm not a big death metal fan, or really deathcore. Um, it usually has to be something special for me to really invest in it, and this to me was just sounded pretty basic and pretty straight up, which definitely is not, I'm not, I'm not saying that to be rude or anything, I mean, I I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, it's just not what grabs me in particular, but if you, whoever be watching or listening to this at this moment, are a fan of this genre, and you just like something that just no frills, and just cuts to the chase, then this is definitely the album
3: for you, Lothar. What do you think? Good riffs, man. You know, good riffs. But is that enough? Not, not, not particularly spectacular songwriting or anything like that. But uh, some, some definitely some good riffs. Would you say this is death metal? Ah, yeah. I, I
2: mean,
0: know
3: it's that. it's a tomorrow.
2: I didn't know either. I saw Vincent Bennett from uh Strain Strain is on it, so I was like, I guess it's. I went with deathcore just because of that tie-in. So right. I don't know.
1: Well, I feel like the the deathcore thing is, in many ways, it's it's like new metal, right? Like you kind of use it when you want to like downgrade the band a little bit. It's like, well, you know, they're deathcore, and it's listen. I I personally when I, this is the last record I listened to of everything, and honestly, when it, when it came out, I was like, finally something with a little, you know, what I'm saying, a little punch to the chest. You know, I thought mm-hmm. it was well. I like the production on it. Like I said, I need some riffs, man. I can't just have like one open, <laughs> and then <laughs> I got, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had heard some riffs, heard some stuff I could groove to, and I was, you know, I was, I was feeling it. By the way, there's a track on this album with uh, Kirk Weinstein from Crowbar. Right. Yeah, Where he gets, huh. and it's pretty sick. So I personally enjoyed this record. You know, uh, we're starting to see the dividing lines here. This is like a civil war happened on the show. You know what I'm saying? The, the ingested... Uh, Biffy Clyro people, you know, over here, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know, when when ingested and Biffy Clyro go on tour together, the like
2: minds will really coalesce. I believe. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing. I kind of want that tour to happen, though. I think it would. I think it's cool when bands that don't really belong together tour together. It's one. But of the they're reasons- both from the United Kingdom, so. There you go, but you know I love it. Like it's one of the 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 reasons I like love Power Trip as much as I do is because they never bring a band on tour with them that sounds like them. They're always like trying. They're trying to you know bring Sheer Mag, and 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 stuff that's a little different. So you get a little different flavor in the show, and I love that. And I want to see more of that. So yeah. Book the Biffy Clyro Ingested tour. That sounds like chaos. I would love to see it happen.
3: I'll bring my pillow. Oh. Yeah, Yeah. or or it could be a tour of just sort of digestion related band names.
1: (laughs) 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 Disembowelment a band. Internal bleeding. Oh,
2: yeah. I I see ingested and I'm just like, oh yeah, they're copying files. Well, that does it for us here at Last Words. Katie, where can the people find you?
0: At @mercfulkate on Twitter and Instagram.
2: Doc,
1: you can find all my stuff at, at @doc_coil or check out my website
2: doccoil.net. Please follow me at Two Minutes to Late Night on Instagram at 2m2ln on Twitter. Blothar, tell the people where they
3: can find you. Gore.net, baby. Gore.net. We've got uh, Scum Dogs of the Universe coming out, a re-release of the Guar classic on uh, in the box that's coming out. And also uh, in October, we've got uh, the, the standalone uh, vinyl and CD copies. of uh, It's totally remixed, totally remastered. It's not, you know, not just a sort of remastered thing. It sounds, sounds awesome. It really breathes new life into that record. Oh, yeah. By the way, it's easy to register to vote. You can text... Voter Bohab to 40649 and register to vote. Come on, do it. We need it. Already registered? Remember to check your registration to confirm it's all good. We got to turn this thing around, people. Follow us at We
2: Are The Pit on all of the social medias. If there's something we forgot to talk about in this episode, you let us know in the comments. We will read it and we will talk about it next week. We are here every Thursday, whether we like it or not. Goodbye.